Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Joseph Parnes, an investment advisor notable for his involvement in short selling and his contrarian investment strategy. He's president of TechnoSmart Investment Advisors and the editor of the market letter Shortex. He's distinguished himself as one of the foremost short sellers in the stock market and is a regular contributor to top media outlets, including Bloomberg, Forbes, and Barron's, and is the author of the new book, Short Selling for the Long Term, How a Combination of Short and Long Positions Leads to Investing Success. Joseph, thanks so much for joining us. So let's go back in time a little bit. Um, how did you get involved in short selling in the first place? Okay. Uh, when I started in the market, of course, I was kind of younger and mostly I was a trader very much like the rest. Then I realized the order of the trading is not going to get me to the places because it was very difficult to be consistent. Somehow, somewhere, I uh, sort of got my attention to the commodity markets. And in the commodities, of course, uh, the action was uh, everything short term. And I took a notice that you would make more money on the short positions in the commodities than you would make in the longer terms. Slowly, slowly, I developed that idea into uh, the stock market as a whole, into the individual equities. Then later on, I uh, established a, a market letter called Short Tax. And in it, at first, I just listed six stocks to short. And then uh, later on, it developed to a combination of seven stocks to short and seven stocks to, to go long. And in the meantime, of course, I developed the management company and I managed the people's money. And uh, by doing so, I realized uh, the only way that I could increase the assets value was to hold it for the long term. And going through all the ups and downs and the corrections, retractions, and sort of uh, close my eyes uh, to the idea of the falling rotation on the part of the hedge funds or the, or the F HFT people and so on. But uh, the technique developed slowly into the idea that I would short positions also for the long term. Instead of having the short positions while making a couple of points here and there, and possibly even losing at the end. So I developed this technique that I would go short for the long term, stocks that I was thought would not be acquired or they would not have the possibility of short squeeze. And I would take the money from it 
uh, let me give you an example. For example, a count of the one million. I would try to short uh, to to assign short positions between ten to thirty percent of the total assets. Normally, it depends on the market. And uh, so, if uh, one million, let's say up to thirty thousand, thirty percent, so like three hundred thousand. So I would try to short amount of three hundred thousand for the long term, and take the money from it, the proceeds and divert it into the long positions of the growth companies, the likes of the uh, uh, FANGs or anyone that comes in into the today's market, like let's say Square at today's market or uh, Protons or any one of those things. And I will put that 30% into the long position. And okay. I will keep it for one year, two years, depending. That's how I do it. Okay, so you're identifying companies that you think are going to perform poorly over the long term, shorting them and then using the money that you receive from selling stocks you don't own to accomplish your 130-30 that you talk about in the book. That's right. That's how are you, without giving away the secret sauce, obviously, how are you picking what stocks you think are going to do poorly? Because that's usually the opposite of what the majority does. All right. I normally look at the, uh, the chart pattern of the companies that are very, very well capitalized. I'm giving you the name. Banks, Bank of America, uh, at, at the time being, or city groups. Now, in the pattern that I see that uh, that would be a good candidate for the short, uh, uh, in the in the technical ways, they're calling it death cross. I try to locate companies that are either submerging into this uh, death cross pattern, or they are away from it, or that in case of the reversal to the golden cross it will take a longer time to them to achieve. Those are my candidates. So right now, for example, financials are the, are the ones that I do. Now it used to be like about maybe five, six months ago was airlines. So now the situation has been turned around. So I normally short the stocks that their, their, their technical patterns are deteriorating and especially they are in a death cross pattern. Okay. And with all that's going on in the COVID market environment we're in now, what are you seeing happening? What, how did, does this make it more opportune to do what you're doing? Tell us a little bit about your kind of philosophy and your market opinion now. Actually, this is the best timing for the contrarian like me. The market is extremely volatile, is being, uh, being assessed by various dimensions. We have the election. We have the, uh, the, the virus establishment as such. We have a slower economy. Then we have the shutout and lockout, globally speaking. So that has affected the movements of the, of the economy as a whole, is affecting the earnings of the companies. So when you look into the chart pattern, you will see like, the major indices that are going up are mostly the ones that are all in the growth companies, and especially in the technology, or the, the new entrance that we have into the marketplace today is a little bit different than in what it was, let's say 20 or 30 years ago. So you're fighting with a much more knowledgeable people with much more equipment in their hands and the much more risk, risk tolerance is extremely high. So today is the best way uh, to maneuver or to, to enroll into this market is to have some sort of a short position whereby you don't have a time limit. If you go to the options, for example, you buy a put 
or you buy a car, you normally are faced with the option of the two months, three months, or even longer. But your essence, you are against time. But when you go short and you do the recapitalize, you don't have that problem as a, at all. What do you? What are you telling investors now in terms of? I, I'm, we're not asking for any specific recommendations, but how they can take advantage of all that volatility. Well, I, I number one, I'll tell them, uh, do not trade. Trading is a vehicle for only HFPs, high frequency traders, hedge funds, the ones who do have enormous amount of the capital and equipment that they can do uh, in and out in nanoseconds. So my, my, my first advice to them is, it would be better for them to put their investment into established companies, a company that has already proven that it has a growth. I don't want to mention their names, but it's very much common. The uh, stocks of the uh, Facebooks, Apple, uh, the Googles, these are the ones that should be in the minds of the investors. If they want to diversify, I would say they should diversify in the sections that they want, but put heavily a larger percentage into these big growth companies that have already been established and they can weather the storms regardless of what happens to the marketplace. With, I mean, your, manage, your company's managing money for its clients. You've also got the letter. What inspired you to write the book? Uh, well, uh, one of my clients actually encouraged me uh, that uh, my technique was very few in the marketplace and uh, he was fascinated and uh, he encouraged me to go ahead and that's what I did. And uh, uh, developed a Wiley Incorporated actually approached me or actually we did or I don't remember who, who was the first one, but anyhow, they were the ones who actually encouraged me to go forward. Are you worried that by revealing some of your methods you'll birth competition? I don't think so, because uh, the technique of the marketplace is really discipline. Very few people can maintain a certain discipline, but it's very emotional type of the market, as you see right now what's happening every day. And, uh, and uh, competition is the best for me, because the word of the competition is what makes liquidity into the marketplace. So I'm not worried in that kind at all. What do you like best about what you do? I'm sorry? What do you like best about what you do? I, I sort of live in the market, if that's what they, that is. I, I enjoy to make money for my clients and uh, knowing that uh, they're happy and they can return to their achievements and that would make me happy too. How have you evolved your system? How has it iterated over the decades that you've been doing it? How have you morphed? How have you changed it and improved it along the way? Well, uh, very good question, because as you see, the stock market as a whole, uh, trading as a whole, has evolved enormously, especially in the inception of the uh, 20s or the or latter part of the 90s when the internet has come to the picture. Uh, definitely with the introduction of the uh, options, uh, puts and calls, and uh, all the new uh, uh, structural vehicles, such as ETFs, such as indexes, and uh, so on and so on in the field of the mutual funds and all others, and of course commodities, uh, that has really increased uh, the horizon as such. I, I can only mention this to you, uh, that in my uh, adventure in, the, in 2008, 
through 2012 because of the, uh, the problem we had with the market, with the big depressions that we have. So I was called by uh, uh, Bank of England to appear before the Supreme Court of the United Kingdom uh, to, for the, uh, as a keynote speaker regarding the short salary. And I, and I remember in one of my conversations there, uh, one of the, one of the appellant asked me if they would like to have some sort of a legislatures against the short selling. And I said that today's marketplace, this is in 2011, has changed dramatically because before we only had a handful of exchanges in the world. Today, we have numerous numbers of exchanges. And if you put on a legislatures or some, some companies or some format, all they have to do, they have to take a computer with them and they go to Timbuktu and start an exchange as such. So I think the competition as a whole has really influenced in my thinking and has even increased the horizon as such. Where do you see the market as a whole heading in the next few years with all the COVID uncertainty? Well, the market normally goes, uh, if you take the major indices, take Dow Jones averages, which is the 30 companies, they normally go with the earnings. You develop an earnings, a weighted earnings of these 30 companies. As of today, in my calculations and some others, we average around $1,200. That's the weighted average. If you give a PE ratio of let's say 25 or 24 as it is right now, you come about that the market could reach close to almost $29,500 and something. The same technique can be applied to S&P 500, which is 11 sectors. They average earnings of close to 100, I mean $170. You give them, again, a PE ratio of uh, close to 23 or 24, you come up to almost 3,500. So the market goes with the earnings. So if the earnings increases and the forward earning increases as we go forward, the technique today is so how that the company can maneuver themselves to go up forward. I would say that the market has definitely increased from 2008 era of the 6,000. Today we're hovering around major indices, the Dow Jones almost 30,000. So we have room to go as long as that 1,200 that I just indicated if it increases by percentage of 5%, 10%, the same numbers will increase the number of the major indices as well. So you think this bull market still has room to run? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We go through these things before, and this, this shall pass as well, which is a COVID-19. Got it. Now, what is it that um, if you were advising, let's say another investment firm that was considering starting to adopt your methods? Where should they start besides reading the book, obviously? <laughs> well, I, I think the book will give them an idea, but again, like anything else, uh, the act, the action itself is a discipline. I mean, you know, like right now, you can see just prior to election, uh, there were rumors uh, that the, the next party that will come in, in power will change the path of the, uh, of the of, and direction of the market as a whole, but it didn't happen. Then they get excited, they get emotional. The, the average the sellers, uh, just like a herd, they keep on selling. And of course, uh, it creates a tremendous emotion on the people and there's many of them are out. And then when you're out, it's very difficult for, for you to get back in again. So uh, I, I would say 
if you have a discipline of not trading, and the reason that I'm saying not trading is very, very simple. It's very difficult to be consistent if you're getting out of a position. Once, let's assume you have a 1,000 shares of, let's say, a big company like, a, uh, like a, a Amazon, and once you sell it, let's say at $3,000, and then you want to come back again, you no longer be able to have a 3,000 if the stock has gone up again. And then, it's very, and then if you get back in, and then all of a sudden if something happens and the stock drops, your discipline will not make you to hold on to it. So you will sell it, uh, void of the tax burden that you have to pay. Uh, you will not be able to be consistent altogether to be able to continue going in and out, in and out to make money. Absolutely. Well, for, for our viewers and listeners who want to learn more about how short selling can help increase their returns, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? Well, uh, they can always uh, call us on the looking up on the internet, Technomart Investment Advisors. We'll send them to the website. We'll send them to learn about the Short Text newsletter. And we'll tell them to go get a copy of the book, Short Selling for the Long Term. Uh, Joseph, anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? No, I'm, I'm fine. I, OK, well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.